Welcome to Gay Peace Journeys Podcast. My name's Brian. And I'm Paul. And we'll get going in three, two, one. Welcome everybody to Gay Peace today. Uh, we want to talk about energy clearing and Brian, do you want to kind of like kick us off a little bit? I do. I'm actually really excited about our energy clearing podcast because it's something I really need in my life and something Paul's really good at. So I'm planning on learning a few things today and I hope to learn specifically about how to get rid of that negative energy uh, around certain people and certain places and feel better. So, but we've talked in the past about energy and how it's meant to keep moving, but from time to time, we find we need to freshen things up. Oh, absolutely. When I was a kid, my, I remember my mother having us pull all the old feather mattresses out of the house and into the yard on a blanket and let them sun, because she said that it was going to like, it would just kind of bring that freshness into it from the sun, which I thought was really a cool concept. And maybe it was true that, you know, it, it could kill any bed bugs or anything like that, but um, I thought it was a really nice thing to do. And you know, even like when we buy vegetables and fruit and stuff like that, and, you know, we wash them before we eat them, even if we pull them directly from the tree, we tend to do that anyway. And it's just something about, and I know that that, you know, can remove salmonella and pathogens and those kind of things on an intellectual level, but something about knowing that they're rinsed and we did the rinsing, it is something makes it more enjoyable because we kind of are in tune with the actual cleansing act that happened. And I think that's important. There's a lot of different religions that, you know, will pray for their crops and, and things like that to cleanse them, to help keep them safe. And the, that, the point here is that the idea of cleansing a space or something like that is not new. I mean, this isn't something that was reinvented by, you know, some movement or something like that. We've always done that. And we want to talk today about various ways that people remove unwanted energy and just kind of take a look at what that is and how we can you know, how we move that kind of stuff. But in talking about commonality, I mean... This is something we all do, right? Sure. I mean, a lot of people will pray over their food before they eat it, right? And it's just like, um, maybe they're saying thank you to someone for the food, or maybe they're saying thank you to the food, right? And I kind of take that kind of approach to it personally, that I know that something was sacrificed for me to be able to eat, because as an organic being, we consume organic material and that means that something had to sacrifice for us to be able to continue you know processing and i i try to take a moment to thank it and to bless it and remove any negativity that may have incurred in that process of it you know coming to its end and i i think that for me that helps me process it better i mean i don't have to consume that negativity in my life. Does that make sense? Sure. To you? Yeah. Get rid of the negativity before consuming. Sure. And I mean, like we all do things when we're in a bad mood, right? To try and change our mood. Yeah. We I go for bike rides a lot here. Yeah. People go for a walk, and unfortunately, a lot of people will eat. I eat. <laughs> and you know, the thing to understand about eating is, um, we're all moving energy all the time, and sometimes energy will kind of get stuck. But whenever we eat. We're literally taking in physical matter into our physical selves and we're processing it and that energy that's required to do that kind of gets us out of our head and out of our 
you know, whatever that, that is going on. And it, it kind of brings us to a ground. And a lot of us are not aware of that except for intuitively. And so whenever we get stressed out or you see our friends move into new environments where it's stressful or a new job or a relationship that's crazy or wired up, you know, or they have a lot of children that they're not used to having, people will tend to eat a lot and we see them kind of get fluffy. And it's usually because instead of taking time to ground, they're eating to ground instead. And that can lead to, you know, not as nice a health as we really want it to. Sure. But like you said, Brian, physical exercise is a great way to channel energy movement. And, you know, I, I think that it's a, a great way to kind of counter that if we can be aware that that's where we need to go. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I feel like I get stuck in an energy and I can't get rid of it. Is there something I can do? Well, yeah. I mean, first it's to realize we're in stuck energy, right? And we may just be feeling blah or, you know, and it could be maybe we go into a new place and there's this vibe that we don't like or we want to get rid of it or it just doesn't have any feeling or emotion at all and we are going to be living there and we just kind of want to clean the table before we eat off of it kind of thing, you know? And <clears throat> that's a it, good way of thinking about clearing physical space. Yeah. And it's emotional too. Like if I'm going to go and spend some time with someone that I haven't been with in a while, maybe I want to wipe that area down, you know, emotionally and mentally and, and spiritually before I go and spend time with them. Otherwise I'm just going to be in my head the whole time. I'm not really going to be present. And I think that's really important to the quality of our life is to be present. So sometimes I get stuck in a bad energy, if you will, when I'm experiencing something traumatic if there's guests around after they leave, I still feel their mood on me and I need to shift out of work mode sometimes. And I'm stuck in that, you know, nine to five grind feeling and I can't get rid of that. I can't shake it. And I just, I carry it around with me for too long and I need to remember to uh, clear that energy out and be conscious of the fact that I can move past that energy. Exactly. This is exactly what we're talking about as far as defining what that stuck energy can be. So it could be a place and it could be inside of us. And, you know, maybe you just want to put up your guard prior to being around a lot of stuff that, you know, is going to be very draining or negative, or maybe there's that person that you're going to be around that you love dearly, but you know, so if you spend too much time with them, it just really yes. spins you out. It happens to all of us, I think. But do you have any suggestions on how to guard yourself, as you say? Oh, well, sure. And we'll get to that a little bit later. But what I want to talk about is... um. Okay, don't forget, because that's going to be important. Oh, I, I definitely won't forget that. <laughs> what I want to talk about next, though, is is what the tools are that we can use. And I, I just want to kind of go through that a little bit. And, and basically, this kind of answers that. But... I'll talk more specifically about how I personally manage those type of things. But some of the tools we can use for that um, is we can do visualizations, really. Like sometimes I close my eyes and I just picture like just drawing a protective boundary around myself and then clearing out that space and filling it full of good energy and, and you know, just the visualization of moving that energy out sometimes is all I really need, just putting that that imagination that we're given, that that unique place to be completely creative in our moment, right? And yeah, because using that. mentally what you're doing is letting the good juices flow. For example, you're using the serotonin, you're promoting absolutely happy thoughts and positive thinking. 
you know, in a lot of ways, it's all of the acts of creation, right? So it's, you can do visualization, you could do singing, where you're actually creating music and, and voice, and you're, you're bringing that out, because it can, you can move from one area to another. You're actually moving energy with that. Dancing is another great way to do that. And most any type of exercise, like if you want to go for a bike ride like we talked about or a walk, those things are really great for moving that energy and getting it motion behind it again so that we can just let it move on through. I know you and I really get rid of negative energy when we're creative. It's where we find our, our happy place. Oh, absolutely. I think another thing too, and we talked about this in a prior episode with drum, drumming, mm -hmm. it's a really great way um, to, especially when you're with other people, to let that just kind of flow out and let everything just be in tune with the moment and in that act of creation of that beat, that sound, that rhythm. Chanting is very much the same. And definitely meditation, right? Oh, absolutely, and that goes back to the whole visualization thing, right? So when we're meditating, we're, we're creating a blank canvas that we can just let kind of self-paint. And that's kind of a beautiful thing. It's kind of the opposite of visualization. It's kind of like where you take yourself and you just let yourself be the void and not be burdened with anything so you can just let those things represent themselves as they need to. And it's a great way to let that kind of flow through because it kind of gives you the ideology and the, the understanding of what we're needing to be looking at so that we can take action with it. So... Creativity, the acts of creation and creativity to me are the way that we move energy. And some of us do that also through some of the more physical realms. And if you want to talk about that, like if we want to talk about the elements, right, and how those can be used, like the earth, right? If we want to bring that down, let's, let's say salt would be a representation of earth. And we know that we can use salt. It was used in canning by Nicholas I guess his last name was Appert. He was, he was from France, and he was a chef and was trying to come up with different ways of doing canning techniques so that they could help their troops keep you know, food on the road for them in a longer period without it spoiling. And he came up with the idea of using salt and heat and creating a canning process. And salt was used there, and we use salt to um, store beef and, and meats for voyages back to the 1700s and before, where we would just put it in a big thing of salt and it would, I guess, dry out all of the impurities and keep it from turning and they could keep the meat with them for a lot longer that way. So salt is a great way of doing that and we all know that you know, if you get a cut or something and you soak it in salt water, it helps to keep it clean and, and not be infected. But it, it does tend to you know, kill bacteria and, and different types of infections. Yeah, I like to uh, soak in a bath with salt. Yes, and that's a great that's a great way of saying that too. I find that that salt scrubs before I'm doing something spiritual are very important for me personally, hmm. and I like to mix those up myself. And maybe I'll talk about that in just a few minutes. Also, somebody got me a gift certificate one time to go to a salt room, and that's that was right. a really nice, relaxing, rejuvenating experience. And I I would love I did it a few times I think. Right, and that's where they, they basically crush salt and it, it kind of goes into the air and you're in the room inhaling it. It's kind of like a steam room with salt, but it's not really hot. It's just salty. Yeah, and you can actually taste it in, you in know, the air. Yeah. Interesting. I, I know that it was a, a treatment that they used to take people that had really bad asthma into the salt caves and smash the salt with mallets. 
and that would help them with their respiratory illnesses and it was something that was actually done so that was a great <laughs> great way of putting that in there so earth is salt sure what else do you have what other elements well like if we want to talk about air i, I like to represent it a lot of times with smoke so let, let's talk about incense right and as far as smoke goes you know we've cured meat forever and it basically adds this uh when you add that with salt right it, it kind of helps to protect the meat from being able to it acts as an antimicrobial on the meat actually with the chemicals the the phenols that are added from the smoke and that kind of helps but i like to use incense of different types i think probably white sage is my favorite and i like to t try and think of like whatever the energy is just kind of dissolving and and being entwined in the smoke and floating out into the ether which i kind of think of the ether is you know god's realm and letting it kind of happen there so that's kind of how i deal with air so right now we're actually using a diffuser oh yeah yeah we always we always put um some diffuser on when we're doing a podcast just to clear the energy and you know give us yeah the right frame of mind my favorite is a little bit of leather it, it there's a leather um, scent that they have and i like to put a drop of actual vanilla into it yeah it's amazing how those those scents can take you back to places there's one um frank incense and it takes me right back to being an altar boy and, <laughs> and when i was young it's very it's the scent can take you to a mental journey especially when you're relaxing and clearing your mind um you'll be amazed the things that come into your mind when you're smelling something like that absolutely so that's air yes so in in water right um think of baptism where we're actually starting a new life we're cleansing out everything you know and that that's a spiritual concept of cleansing right there mm -hmm. so this isn't a new thing that we're talking about here so it's been used for centuries to clean clothes, right? And, mm -hmm. and I know that they found out that if you wash it downstream from where they used to perform a lot of human sacrifices, that it got cleaner, and that was because there was a lot of lye in the water. But in a spiritual sense, foot washing was something that was done as um, service to teach the hands how to perform service back in the day. And you know, in the Bible, it talks about that there was a you know Jesus had his feet washed, and early Christian. Christianity practiced foot washing prior to communion and even baptism they would have their feet washed before they engaged in those and surely this was a, a portion of spirituality there as far as cleansing so I, I like to engage water and sometimes I can imagine um, the water as it like as if I'm jumping into a bunch of water or if I'm I like to take a shower and use the salt scrub like I talked about and just imagine that as the salt's melting in the water that it's everything that is negative and that's clinging on me that I'm trying to get rid of is just kind of melting and just running right down with the water down the drain. It, it's a great way of using water. How about another element, fire? Okay, so, you know, fire is used directly to sterilize items. Like you can, my mother used to hold the needle into a flame before she would like try and pull out a thorn or something <laughs> like that from me. And that, that's a great way, you know, that's in biblical references, um, God spoke through fire, through a burning bush. And a lot of times, you know, people don't realize why we use so many candles in religion. It's basically because it is a portal to God. And that's the way people kind of see that. 
but I kind of like the idea of things burning up in that catalyst where it's it's that energy being released when one thing is converting to another. It's the the act of metamorphosis, right? Of being able to change something. And it's that, it is movement. Fire is movement, right? And if we can imagine something burning, that's a great way to let that go. And a lot of times we use fire with the other ones, right? So fire and air is smoke. Fire and water is is boiling water to like, you know, mm-hmm. sterilize things. And yeah. Mixing the elements. Absolutely. Is that all the elements? Well, there's also spirit if you want to talk about a fifth element, right? And we all do, well, I like to think that we all do some sort of prayer for cleansing or to remove things or if if we need like an act of attrition or I'm really sorry for this, a lot of times we can pray about that. And, you know, we can also ask like spirits that the people we know and like maybe predecessors to look after us and protect us or to protect our kids, you know, and that's not that abnormal. And that's practiced quite a bit in a lot of different you mm-hmm. know, philosophies. Saints. Cath- oh, absolutely. That's a really great point right there. So personally, um, I sometimes will take some water and I gather it from different places. And one of my favorite places is there is a springs close to us. And it comes bubbling out of the ground. And a long time ago, it was an Indian holy ground. And they would never stay there. They would only go and trek there. And it was a place you would go and spend the day to you know, become more closer to the deity. And I like to go there and gather water there. And I keep it in this glass jug that I have with a glass cork. It's really cool. And I will use that you know, when I'm doing cleansings. Or I like to use rainwater. And then a lot of people do what they call moon water, where they'll take water and they'll leave it under a full moon cycle, or you can take water and charge it in the sun. Either way, you know, a lot of people do those different types of things. But I like to take water, and I will mix it a lot of times with sea salt. And sometimes I'll even sprinkle in a little bit of herbs, depending on what, you know, kind of mood I'm wanting to infuse with it. But I like to imagine a big uh, rainstorm when I'm sprinkling that around in an area, especially if I'm cleansing a room or or space or something, and just imagine a big storm just washing that and all of the negativity is like ash running off in the water, right? It's just, you can, I I just like to visualize seeing it moving away from me. I do kind of envy the way you look at storms. You definitely like a good storm and they totally freak me out. I guess I've been in some bad ones, but you always look at, the storm is almost a cleansing thing, right? Oh, I do. And it's funny because when I first came to Florida, I just got here and I went to eat with the people that I arrived and went with. And it was beautiful and it was hot outside and it was really pretty. And we went in this restaurant. Before we finished eating, there was it turned totally dark outside. And there was this huge storm and there was lightning popping everywhere. And it was coming down just in sheets. You couldn't even see the car hardly in the parking lot. And they said, oh, we get this every day about 4.30. And I knew right then I wanted to move here. I just <laughs> I knew that that was the place for me. And I've had to replace so many electronics. And, you know, it. Well, we've had our AC, like, knocked out twice in, mm-hmm. in the past six years. But um, it is something I really do enjoy, the storms. But we had talked a bit, too, and you'd mentioned clutter. Oh, yeah. Definitely uh, a clutter-free environment for me is way more calming and makes me feel more at ease. And if there's a lot of knickknacks or 
things that have a history to them, I feel they have an energy attached to them and they keep me kind of tied up with them. Um, you know, when you look at something, even a painting or something, it gives you a certain emotion. Remember, you're you're getting that emotion every time you look at that or think about that object. And sometimes those aren't great emotions. And if you're in a condition where you know, you need to cheer up a little bit and maybe move on from some emotional baggage, that might not be something you really want to have around. You might want to eliminate that or at least put it in the uh, garage for a while and let it, you know, lose some of that energy for you. You know, there's a lot to be said about that. And my mother always said that she was, uh, she was sanitary, but not, she was messy, but clean. That's, that's what she said. Messy, but clean. <laughs> and our house was never, you know, perfectly like right on but it was always together you know that's where you get that from it worked (laughs) but i do like what you said and i I believe uh when i was talking to a friend of mine who was buddhist he was explaining to me that everything you own you're you extend some of your energy to that and one of the things that you want to get back to is reclaiming your energy bringing it back to yourself so that you can be complete and that every you know, there's people that you've heard sayings that, you know, the things you own, own you. Mm-hmm. And in that way, it's kind of true because you do have emotional aspects attached to different things. And when you can let them go and let them leave your life to go on and maybe be used or valued somewhere else, you're actually bringing back the energy that you have attached to that, like you said, and you're allowing it to go and live on in its purpose it needs to. But at the same time, you're bringing your energy home. And I think that's really important to know who we are and, and to be complete in that manner. Yeah, so I, I totally admire somebody that can live a minimist lifestyle. I think there's a lot to that. Minimalist. To a point. Yeah. <laughs> I have to have some of my things. I just do. But uh, there was another thing that someone told me that you can always tell your state of mind by how well you're keeping your stuff clean. And that, you know, honoring... And, and being grateful for the things you have, you can show that in t- how you take care of your space. Yeah, taking care of it, exactly. Whether it's your car or your house. But I can usually, if I keep that in mind, I can kind of keep tuned with where I'm at spiritually even or you know emotionally, even if it's not that present or aware to me. If I look around and I see that everything is a total wreck, then I know that I'm probably right behind that, you know. So... Are people like that too? I mean, I, I've heard of energy vampires, and I can, I can honestly say that there are people that can steal my energy just when I'm around them. And what we do in the shadows, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I love that show. That's like my favorite show. But yeah, um, there definitely are people, and I don't think that they're always at fault. I think that a lot of times people are not. We we have mechanisms on how we survive right before Mm -hmm. we learn better ways of doing things and some people's mechanism is to just draw what they need from other people yeah and if someone's going to do something for them they'll probably let you until you're just exhausted and that's kind of the the key though you can't let them it's like a it's like a vampire you they can't come into your home unless you invite them so somebody really can't steal your energy as an energy vampire Unless you let them, right? Well, true. People can't make you feel anything. You have to subscribe to that. Mm. And a lot of people don't understand. They're like, well, they made me angry. And no, (laughs) they might have given you cause, but you're the one that made the choice. And that's what I have to remember for me is that I get to live my life. They're not living my life for me. And it's really important that I can sit there and segment the two things away. But 
there are things we can do to kind of help for defense here. And now let's start talking about oh, how, yeah, we, how we do some of this stuff. Is I personally like to put up like a shield of energy, but when I say a shield, I don't mean like this impenetrable wall, right? I, I'm not talking about building a wall around myself. I'm talking about like surrounding myself with something like love, um, just visually seeing it, but allowing it to let the positive forces that I consider, you know, helpful to me to flow through while the things that are going to be less or, or more damaging to me be pushed back or, or reflected so that I don't absorb that into a negative place. So that's one thing we can do. Um, and that is like an act of visualization and maybe we can work on some meditations where we do some stuff like that to talk about helping to shield. And we were actually wanting to do a podcast at one point and we actually have one slated later for shielding. So I think that'll be a good one. You know, we'll be talking about that later on in one of our upcomings. But another thing is, if you know that you have people coming over that are draining, you can put out incense to kind of help change that, right? So everything does have a vibration. And if you look into the science aspect, there's nothing really physical. Everything is really movement. And in movement, everything is actually like a liquid. Some things are just a lot more s slowly moving, right? And everything has a vibration and it's a different vibration. And there's concepts and there's fact that a lot of different uh, herbs and things do things to you like medically. And there's a lot of research in that some of them actually can help you to change the way you feel. And some of the things I like to do is put out incense like of sage. If I know that people are coming over that are combative or they like to bicker you know, between <laughs> themselves or stuff like that, or maybe serve some sage chicken or something if we're going to be like cooking for them. Although Brian and I are, are pescatarian. Um, but lavender and rose are really great to have out all the time. And we actually have a big bowl of that in our living room. And that's the reason I keep it there is to just try and keep things on that level. And every now and then, you know, it just you just need to replace it. But you can put out energy snares. I know people who actually have these little pouches that they make and they put sharp things in them like screws and tacks and nails and they so put them in. throw them at people <laughs> no what they actually do is they put a little pouch together and they put it over their door and they kind of say a prayer with them or whatever that you know any negativity that comes through this door gets snared here hmm. and that way when people come through it just kind of washes all that off of them and i think it's a great concept and you know a lot of this when we're talking about moving energy and clearing energy, a lot of this is visualization. And it's it's basically getting in tune with that part of God within all of us that allows us to, we do have some realm there. And the creative aspects that we have are the parts that we can use to move this energy. So it, it you know, if you're thinking it, it can't hurt, right? And as mm -hmm. far as this goes. So, um, so say you do absorb some people's energies. Is there something you can do about that? What? How do you clear yourself of their energies? Well, a lot of times if I come home and I've got a lot of just funk on me, maybe it was a really bad day at work, maybe um, someone is going through something really difficult and I, I'm really torn about it, and that's happened even recently where I've just been very distressed over something that's going on with a friend just because I care. And I I come home and I like to mix up salt scrubs. And Brian likes to soak in a tub, but I like to basically get in the shower and wet myself down and cover myself with the salt scrub and, 
and basically what I do is I take like kosher salt because it's a good size, but it's not big chunks like rock salt. And I will put that into a jar, like a little mason jar. And I'll put a few drops of maybe an essential oil and I'll mix with different types of herbs, you know, depending on what it is, maybe some rosemary or um, it just depends on, on the, the mood I'm in and, and what I need, if I need elation. Um, and I'll put those in together and then I'll get into the shower. And like I talked about before, I, I'll scrub with it and just imagine all that just flowing off me. I do that before I go places too and before I do like spirit work and stuff like that. Well, that's similar to what I do with the bath. I, I actually visualize, you know, all the stress going down the drain when I'm done. Another thing you can do to help um, thwart negative energy is to use aromatherapy like we're doing right now. It, it can really change the mood sometimes, you know. Mm -hmm, and like you said, it can take you back to when you were a kid. So I know that when we were selling our house, we put on... Uh, baking bread was one of the instances that we put in and that of like cookies and stuff like that. So I think it's really important that, you know, you keep that in mind. Whenever you're doing that though, and you're putting like drops of aromatherapy into a infuser or something like that, I really suggest that you not use anything with like eucalyptus in it or anything that's like um, tingly on the skin when you put it on the skin, because when you put it in something that's like a, you know, an atomizer or something like that, it can irritate your eyes and your respiratory and it can burn your skin and it can happen for a couple of days. I made that mistake before. So just trust me on this one. Not something you really want to do unless you, you know, maybe if you're mad at your husband or something, I'm, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, Brian. Mm -hmm. So, um, when I clean a room, uh, like if I, if I go in a room and this room just is stagnant and, and that kind of stuff, my mom used to say stuff like, you know, there's nothing that freshens a room like a fresh coat of paint, you know, and I like to go a little bit deeper. If I'm going to paint, then I'll put a drop or two of maybe some rose water into the acrylic paint. It does not hurt it because, you know, acrylic is dilutable with water. And um, then I like maybe adding some love or some prayer into the paint so that it just kind of splashes it on the wall. And then I know that that room is, it has that intention in it going on. I think that's very important. I like to burn incense. I like to smudge a room. I love white sage. I think that goes really well for me, but it does not work well now, with Brian. So, what, what, I, I, like when we move into a new house or sure. something, we we always do a, a nice a smudging. Yes. Yeah, and it's true though that if you're removing that energy, you're also removing any any um, positive energies that right. may be attached to that as well. And there's a lot of things that have positive energies for me that I don't necessarily want to, you know, scrub and cleanse. So uh, I get attached to that as well. Um, but if there's something that has negative energy, I'm all about the smudging, yeah. I think it's important, that, you know, mentioning that, that we loaded a room back up with good intention and good energy. Like mm -hmm. I said, with the painting, I like to, you know, put the good energy in and then you're splashing it on the wall. But like... If you smudge a room and you're removing everything from it, you know, and you're you're doing this visualization type thing, sing, <laughs> you know, you can always sing and like fill it full of good positivity and, you know, play some drums and just play some music and dance around the room a little bit. Just bring some life back into that space. Mm. I think it's really important that once you wipe something clear that you bring something back into it, you know, put a flower pot in the window seal, so to speak. You know, it, it doesn't hurt anything to to bring things to a better, a better place. Mm -hmm. 
So, I mean, like sometimes even when I reset a room for holiday decorations, you know, we'll go in and we'll dust everything. We'll clear, clean everything after we've cleared everything out that we're going to be replacing. And I, I think that it, that's a really great time for us to, to look at cleansing the space and, and bringing it into a new positioning for the next, you know, setup that we have. So anything else? I think that's about it. Um, I think we've covered pretty much everything I really wanted to talk about today, but gosh, Brian, I feel like I spoke a lot. <laughs> you know what else is as nice and cleansing for me? A fresh haircut. Oh, that is a great way to clear. A new look, a new refresh, a new cleansing yeah. is always a good thing for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. It's a great way to reset your, your headspace for yeah. sure. So I think I'm going to get a haircut after this. I will give you a haircut as soon as we get done. That will be awesome. You betcha. Well, thank you, everybody. We really appreciate you today. And, you know, take the time and make your space what you want it to be. Yeah, sounds great. Thanks, Paul. I learned a lot. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Gay Peace Journeys podcast. Now it's your turn to spread the peace. Please take a moment to share our link with anyone that might benefit from listening. Don't forget to like and follow us for more gay peace. We hope you'll continue your gay peace journey with plenty of free self-care content on gaypeace.com.